Hi, Wigs. Hi, Wigs. This week we say a lot of names wrong. A lot. So buckle up and try to pay attention. We did a bad job of that. Yeah. We talked about um, Sean Spicer. We talked about Lover. We talked about the guy from SNL who got fired. I can't remember his name right now. I can't like, literally. either. Literally. Good. Um, and it's a great episode. And we're here. We're back. We're back. For now. I hope it's good. Hi. I want it to be good. We all want things. Here's our splooge on the screen. Yeah. And good luck, everybody. Four words. Keep it to yourself. Exactly. How about that? That's it. Oh, no. It gets worse. <laughs> it gets so much worse. Fans, wigs, whatever you are. <laughs> <laughs> Silky Ganache just like... Was the messiest queen in a lip sync I have ever seen. There's poop and pee everywhere, and the actress had done nothing to clean it up. Surprise! It doesn't seem like men have a hard time having an orgasm. <laughs> if, if y'all have seen DJ Khaled do something else, please let me know. I saw him that's hold onto the back of a golf cart once. Did you? I did. The, the second gag of the episode, oh. I was so excited by that I had to go take a shit. The, the teams that were playing last night mm-hmm. were somebody and then the team from Las Vegas. This is it. This is Wigs in White. Is this what you pictured? Um. This is Wigs in White. like we've done this before. I know. It's like we've been doing this for Wait, a couple when years now. was the last now. episode? I need to look. It was in July. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Pretty sure because when we were going to record this one was the 21st of August. Gulp? We just took the summer off. That's what people do. <laughs> right? Oh That's a God. thing people do. Yeah. Are we, are we recording it or no? Yeah, oh, we, we are. are. Yeah. Um, Table table. Hey, everybody. Hi, Wigs. It's, um, it's your favorite <laughs> shockingly infrequent favorite podcast. Favorite absentee <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Wigs and Wise. I'm Paul Crow. I'm Lindsay Harbert Silberman. We. We. It's been a while. We are sorry. No, we're not. I'm a little sorry. I'm a little sorry. Hold on. My headphones are being weird. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Them? Me? Who? <laughs> You're editing this, so... <laughs> you <laughs> Lucky audience. Lindsay's going to be editing for a little while. So that'll explain... Why nothing... Why there's no, why sound, there's no effects sound effects. And... Uh, Everything sounds terrible. Yeah. Why it's, a, why it's like different people why talking. Why are you listening to this? <laughs> I'm actually going to move over. I don't know why suddenly my headphones are short. This is, a, this is a good start. Yeah. You know, it's just like riding a bike yeah. with flat tires. Um, well, I already said this, but I'm Paul Kroos, I think. You did, did say already that? say that. Well, there you go. Um, this is Wigs and Weiss. We are here. Um, We're we are so happy. So get used to it. Get used to it. Um, we have missed you. We have. We have missed recording. We have missed each other. It's true. Um, but we've seen each other a lot, but we've still missed the process of yes. recording the podcast. Things have been happening in the world. Yes. That I have. I've been. I've been like, like, like texting you nonstop. Like, I wish we could talk about this this week, um, but we just haven't been able to record. Both been very, very busy. But we appreciate you still listening. Yes. And we're happy to be here now. So why don't we get started? Yeah. Let's let's pop, uh, pop our, our corks. Yeah. I want to start. Okay. So this is this is a deep cut. <laughs> this is I w- this is one thing that survived from August twenty first when we were going to record and uh, it did, it couldn't happen. Um, and this is a gift from you. The trailer for the movie "Can You Keep a Secret"? Do you oh remember? Oh my god, yes! Deep and cut. I have a new trailer too. So oh, so Paul shared this trailer with me. It's a new romantic comedy coming out. Who knows when? Don't see it. <laughs> called "Can You Keep a Secret" and. Believe me when I say 
it it made me so angry. It made me so, and I just kept yeah, there was writing there was back rage. to Paul like, "How dare you?" Yeah, like I made it. Um. Okay, it's about a it's a rom com about a woman who while while she thinks her plane is going down, spills all of her secrets to this good looking guy she was sitting next to. And then what do you know, that good-looking guy ends up being her new boss. And my favorite my favorite line of the trailer is when they're having their falling out as, hap- as you know, is want to happen in a rom-com. And she says, you think your secrets are more important than mine. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's about <laughs> her as an oversharer or having overshared and him keeping his emotions tight-breasted. And I don't think that means that he thinks that they're more important. No. He's just not a blabbermouth. Yeah. And, yeah, the whole trailer is just like, why did this man fall in love with this woman? Uh, And and suddenly it's like he starts at work and she's like, gulp? And then, oh, we're in love? Yeah. And then she gets fired, I think? She gets fired, I think, because they have... Does Laverne Cox fire her? I I think think so. Laverne Cox is in it too, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, good for her. Get that check, but. Yeah. She deserves better, though. She does. Um, But yeah, that's a. It's It's a a, a pooch of a trailer. Yeah. And I think it's like written by someone that wrote like. Oh, it was a man. Oh, well, a man wrote it, but it's based on a book by, I think, Sophie Kinsella, who did Confessions of a Shopaholic, I think. Which. I mean, how could that go wrong? Of course, the, the, from the writer of Confessions <laughs> of a Shopaholic. Shopaholic. Um, but yeah, but yeah, then that that was adapted by a man into this. So you know, because why not? Success, success. Um, when does it come out? We should probably bless you. Thank you. Let me look it up. Um, um, keep your eyes peeled for that. I have a trailer too. But um, the first thing I want to talk about is "Don't Call Me Angel." That we we have a lot of are we sim- aligned? Yes, because that's in mind too. But okay. please go. So if you guys didn't hear the new theme, sorry, pause. It's already out. It came out September thirteenth. No way. Yes, um, which means it's probably already on like <laughs> on demand. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I think it's an Amazon Prime. Oh. No, you can pay for it. Yeah, that's so yeah, it's it's VOD, uh, and it's. How what percentage do you think it gets on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm gonna say twenty four. Thirty eight. All right. So that's better than I expected. True. Okay. Okay. Sorry to derail. Uh, right. Don't call me Angel. Don't call me Angel, guys. Is the new theme to the Charlie's Angels reboot? Sorry, trash day. That we didn't need. Actually, I can't say that yet. I'm excited that Elizabeth Banks is directing and and wrote the Charlie's Angels reboot. Yeah. The trailer's a little bit of a mess to me, but there might be. We'll hold out hope for that because we can't hold out hope for the song. No. I've listened to it a good amount of times now. It is, they they put three powerhouses together, three of my faves, uh-huh. Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana Del Rey, and the chemistry of the three of them just didn't really... It's lacking. It's, it's not a great song, but... And the, the one thing I'll say about the song, you can hear it for yourself, um, is that the beginning of it to me sounds like one, like, you know how you all, every single one of the alarms that you can wake up to on your iPhone is terrible? Yes. It sounds like that to me. That is really true. And I'm like, I have to get up. I have a flight to catch. No. No. It's just don't call me angel. I honestly feel accosted by Miley's verse. It is. It's. So <laughs> like ah! no, it is really aggressive. It's so aggressive, and I wanted to like, I felt like 
sort of faux female empowerment. It yes. didn't really feel authentic. It no. just was kind of like, I mean, just the sheer notion of don't call me angel. The, you're called Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Why can't we call Why you angel? Why can't we call you angel? <laughs> it's literally the title of the film. Um, and so I went down a, a little bit of a confusing wormhole, which is just the definition of pop culture it's today. True. Um, and I wanted to find out if like men wrote this song. And there's Max Martin is in there okay. and another guy. But then, to be fair, there is a woman named Alma, who goes by Alma. Okay. And uh, she is a Finnish singer and songwriter, and she placed fifth on the Finnish version of Idol. Um, she broke through in 2015 um, with a single and uh, was signed to Universal. And so I looked her up, and I was like, oh, like she looks fun. She's uh-huh. a little bit like unconventionally pop star looking um and i was like well now i'm on board with 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 maybe like what this song is like this sure. is a good thing and then i listened to her music and i was like i'm out again okay <laughs> all right so she's got a song called karma and dye my hair and she's collaborated with charlie xcx tovlo and miley cyrus but um dye my hair and karma are not great um and uh you know it was a it was a strange path i went down last night when uh-huh. I did this research, but I wanted to take you with me on it. I'm, I'm here for but it. But the song still sucks, and uh, if uh, if it ends up being a hit, I'll eat my words, I but it just doesn't feel like one of those ones that's going to be like playing at weddings. and No. No. Uh, I do want to read what Nini wrote. Um, we had a text chain oh, yes. with Paul, Nick, and I, uh, Nick, Paul's husband, um, when it was released, and I really like what he said about Lana's verse, Lana Del Rey. He says, when Lana comes in, it makes me laugh. It switches to pure Lana dreamy track like she's arriving in the studio <laughs> on a cloud. Yes, it does. <laughs> Which is totally true. Yeah. Um, I mean... And even what she's... Like, I really have gotten into... And we'll talk about Lana later, but, like, I've really gotten into Lana's old stuff because of the new album, and... I love her sort of ethereal quality yeah. and what she usually is singing about is sort of like, like the lyrics are, are shockingly like, a, like aggressive, but with that beautiful voice. Yeah. And with this, she's just, I think she says, drop it down and pick it up. And I'm Ugh. like, what is the message of this song? And I know I'm asking a lot, asking for the message of a Charlie's Angel song, but Independent Women yeah. is a classic song. It with, is. Which is like, yeah, all the women independent, independent throw your hands up at me. me. Like, that's a message. And, and, and if there's not going to be a message, then it needs to be a banger of a song. Yeah. And it's not a banger. And just to finish on this, Ariana's verse, too. Is yeah. she a vampire? She's I like, don't I know. come out at night and I'll drink your blood, I think she says, or something like so that. So I guess so. <laughs> a vampire with black wings. She does not say that, but she says something like something that. Something like that. Um, yeah, I'm honestly. Bless you. Bless you, Chuck. <laughs> I don't even know how he got in here, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't remember what I was going to say. I started with I honestly. I think we've said enough about the yeah, angels. Yeah. I'm not going to call them that, but. No, don't call them that, even though it's the name of the movie. <laughs> it's the name of the movie. Uh, um, so I believe we're both going to talk about this, too, so we might as well get in. Uh-huh. Uh, Shane Gillis. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know, um, there's this comedian named Shane Gillis who was announced as one of the three. Um, Sean Gillis? Is it Shane? Shane. It's Sean? I mean, Shane. It's Shane. <laughs> it's Sean? No, it's, Sean? It's, it's still it's Shane. Shane. Okay, it's Shane. Um, <laughs> it's Sh- Do you want me to call him Sean? Well, no, I want to call him Sean Gillis because I don't want him to like grow in popularity. He's going to. I know, because but th- if we start so misinformation. True. It's you, the way of the future, Lindsay. Yeah. It's Sean. Fake news. <laughs> 
Um, so Sean Gillis, <laughs> it's Jane. <laughs> um, I read on Jezebel, surprisingly, one of the places I frequent, uh, that SNL actually hired him to try to court conservative, more I of a saw conservative that too, audience, yes. which makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, uh, and they also vetted him by hiring, like, I, I have no idea. Someone who does not know how to use the internet to vet him. Um, like your Aunt Carol, who's 98 and well, that's, plays Canasta. I'll, I'll, I'll hold off. Um, she, she, he was hired no, and keep then... Keep the misinformation going, go. <laughs> no, we don't want her to be, him to be a woman. Uh, he's a doughy white guy. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, and you might not believe this, but in the world of comedy, there are a lot of those. No. I, I swear. I swear. There are many doughy white men, um, that they could choose from <laughs> to hire to be on SNL, but yep. they chose Shane Gillis because, again, they were trying to court a conservative audience. And his brand of air quotes comedy consists largely of racist slurs, um, homophobic slurs, misogynistic statements, um, and he says that it's him pushing boundaries. Mm. Now listen, Mm-mm-mm. those boundaries. Comedians push boundaries historically. That is a thing that comedians should feel not comfortable doing, but you have to take risks in a lot of ways. But what he's saying is not new, it's not fresh, and it's very, 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 very unfunny. Yes. It's it's the least funny thing I've ever heard. And uh, he tried to uh, wipe his, basically those statements from online. He has a podcast called Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast. And that's where a lot of these statements kind of were unearthed. Not so secret anymore. I'm the first person that's ever made that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and clearly he knew that it was going to get him in hot water because he took him off his YouTube. He took him down, but they're very easy to find. Uh, and that alone, yeah. if you're taking it down, then you clearly don't know think that it's funny. It's going to be a problem. And, and it's not funny. You don't yeah. stand behind it. No. Like, so it's hard. So, uh, he, he called, um, people of Asian descent, the C word, mm-hmm. Uh, he uses the F word in talking about um, Judd Apatow, of all people, uh, because of their brand of comedy, he thinks is, I don't know what. Okay. Uh, he ranked he ranked um, women being funny uh, by race. So he said that white women are at the very bottom. I think he said something to the extent of like black women are funny because they're sassy. And the only reason that Asian women are funny is because they have Ali Wong now. It's everything is insane mm-hmm. that, you know, what this guy said. Um, so after the weekend, SNL did announce that they were firing him because they thought he was going to be, quote unquote, a distraction. And he released a statement that his first statement was not an apology, but he framed it as an apology. He's like, to anyone who happens to be to actually be offended by what i say you know i'm sorry or whatever and then his his statement after being fired is basically another non-apology and then he said i'm more of a mad tv guy anyway and he is because mad tv is canceled too (laughs) bitch ah you're the first person that made that joke too. right right (laughs) so good so original wow good job thank you uh so yeah fuck that guy fuck him and i I watched about a little more than half of the Alec Baldwin roast. Uh-huh. And M- Caitlyn Jenner, who... Oh, I didn't realize she was on it. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner was on the dais, and I have my own particular 
opinions on Caitlyn Jenner, but yes. I will give her credit for sitting in that seat and taking a lot of the like. There's always one person, like when Ann Coulter was there, they right. tore her to shreds. Yeah, Caitlyn got the brunt of the jokes, and were they transphobic? Were they clever? so? Here's the thing: if you are applying our current sort of more um, aware culture, yeah, then most of the jokes could be deemed as transphobic. Right. The thing is, the jokes were funny. Right. And that's all... I mean, I know comedy is subjective. What you find funny and I find funny are very different. But these are people on a stage that are like are saying the jokes and getting laughter from a crowd so they can be deemed as funny yes. as such. I found a lot of them funny, too. Caitlin found a lot of them as funny. There is nobody on that dais right now that is up to be fired from their current job. Right. There's a dis- there's a distinction and a difference from yeah. what they do if and it's what clever. Shane did. Sean <laughs> <laughs> because nothing you did was 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 no. a joke. It was it was pure like cruelty. Yeah. For the sake of just being easy and cheap, and that's what bothers me about these people that now feel like they're getting censored and they're not getting opportunities. Like oh, and you're and uh, oh, uh, like cancel culture. It's uh, I'm I'm not claiming credit for this, but. Um, Ira Madison, who has a podcast called Keep It, Mm -hmm. has called it, deemed it, it's not cancel culture, it's consequence culture. Mm -hmm. These are things that you said that you are now being held accountable for. And you know full well that you deserve to be because you tried to take it down. So you're not a victim of anything here. You're going to play the card. You're going to get a Netflix special. We're going to have to listen to it. Go be and do it. But, oh, my God. I'm so, like, (laughs) pop culture is exhausting. It is. And, you know, honestly, I'm going to forget we even talked about this in two weeks. So uh, one one thing I wanted to add, though, too, is apparently... It's we're going to record in two weeks, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he was originally a Philly comedian from Philadelphia. Um, Apparently he, he performed there from, like, 2014 up until last year when I think he moved to New York. Um, and one of the women that, uh, ran a theater there said that they stopped working with him and they were surprised to see that he got cast because of the way that he spoke like on and off stage. He's just a shitty dude. Yeah. Fuck that guy. What an odd thing that the one conservative comedian that they found right, was is not a great guy. <laughs> yeah, not a great guy and intensely unfunny. <laughs> so weird. Knock me over. It's like it's a trend. With a feather. Um, also, if, if Andrew Yang didn't want to kill his political career out the gate, he sure did. But I didn't say that right. Andrew Yang was never going to be the president. But right. he came out and like wants to have a conversation with Shane. Yeah, he's like, can we, let's sit down and talk about what you, like, Andrew? No. 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 Like You did hear what he called Andrew Yang though, right? Uh no. Oh yeah. He called him a horrible slur. Oh. That's why he wanted to sit down and talk with him. Then even more so, why does he want to sit down with him? Probably to just be like, let's have a conversation. No, no. Even more so. I didn't know. What what did he call Andrew Yang? Uh is this like the C word thing? A C word Jew. Okay. Why let's stop talking about Sean. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Right. Good people. Good people. Um, Is it my turn? It's your turn. Um, let's. Oh, oh boy. I mean, th- this might be a long episode now. So it chapter two. Oh, girl, I can't wait. I left. <laughs> I'm in the middle of. A, I, I I'm going to be leaving town on Saturday for a very big trip. 
I have a lot of work this week, but I was like, I we have got to record. I called Lindsay as I left It Chapter 2, and I left her a message saying, I don't care what I have to do this week. We are recording because I have to talk about It Chapter 2. So <sighs> Lindsay infamously loved It Chapter 1. <laughs> just kidding. Nick and I just adored it. I saw It Chapter 1, and I found it entertaining enough. It was like... Especially because I was set up for, like, it's going to be the worst movie I've ever seen from my husband and Lindsay. Yeah, just to clarify, Nick and I hated it. It's not that bad. It Chapter 2, however, the first half of the movie, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm I'm entertained enough. And then they, without giving too much away for the people that do want to see it, they sort of set up in the middle of the movie that each person has to go on a little of their own, like, horrific journey. Uh So there's, like, a set piece for each person for Pennywise to show up and do something scary. And to me, I was like, you know what? I'm just at a fun house. This is just a fun house. Right. Like, it doesn't really, really matter what's going on here, which is a good thing, because nothing fucking makes sense in this movie whatsoever. (laughs) But then... The oh, la- wait, there's more? Oh, my God. Then the last person's journey, like the one of the, the losers, his last, his mission, has the most batshit insane thing I've seen in cinema in probably five years. And I will not spoil it. Oh, because will you, you spoil it after I'll tell episode? you after. You have got to see it to believe it. And all of a sudden, I was like, this movie has gone so far off the rails that it has now, like, there, I can't have suspense anymore. It It ruined the actual, like... Pennywise could have done anything like scary. And when something like this happens, that's so absurd and like hilarious. I'm like, we can't be scary anymore. This movie cannot be scary. And there was still 45 minutes. left. What? The movie's two hours and 45 minutes. No. Yes. No. That's the same. That's the same length as a, what is it called? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And there is. And so speaking of a. I fucking roll. For. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there's an ending that requires you to, so like, it, it deserves that length. Right. The last 40 minutes of It Chapter 2 is bedlam. It is, I mean, they're just taking everything they have and vomiting it, vomiting vomiting it, it. on the screen. Do you um, think it was their answer to um, Stephen King's Notoriously? Well, that's part of the movie. Like it, it's actually it, it's an, you already know this that he can't end a book is right. that the thing that's in the movie? Oh right, because they one make of a, the they make they make light of that because there's a an author the uh, what's his name? Um, not Bill Hader. No, James. Yeah, James McAvoy. McAvoy. He plays a writer in the movie, and, and they make fun of him. That he can't. and Stephen King actually makes he has a cameo. Yeah, right? Okay, so all that yes, um, and I said I wouldn't. Whatever, it's fine. It's a terrible movie, and you should still see it anyway. But the last thing I have to say is like. Halfway through this insane third act, um, Bill Hader says, where do we go from here? And it, I burst out laughing because I was like, I feel like that was the, the writer at right. that point. It was just like, I, I don't know what the fuck to I don't, do. Do you have any idea what's going on right now? And it's based on a book. So I, I would love for someone to like distill the book in like even just like a 10-page outline so I can actually know what Stephen King intended. Do you know what the ending was in his book? I don't. There was a group orgy with the kids. Oh, my God. That's why it's, like, such a, like, kind of a wink and a nudge. Because they're like, what are they going to do about the orgy? (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah. Well, the ending of this film, the one thing, again, I will still try not to spoil much, but I have to say that the movie largely has no rules, right? Uh The clown... 
you know from the first one, the clown can do whatever the fuck it wants at any right. particular time. No so why it doesn't just show up and bite all their heads off at the very beginning of the movie, I don't know. Because it bites a lot of kids' heads, right. like, all the time. Yeah. But it, That's like, the thing it does. <laughs> it just does that. So why it doesn't do that, I don't know. So, you know, like I said, Funhouse, I'm, I'm letting go of the rules. But then at the very end, they all get together and they're like, there is something we can do. We just have to make him small. Just totally spoiled the movie, and I don't fucking care. We I, have read, to I make, read about it. We have to make him small. And so all of a sudden, I'm like, well, okay, so now there's rules. Now they can make the clown small. And they do. They make the clown small, and that's how they... And I, I just, I mean, I don't know what else to say <laughs> at this point. But I was sat there, and I was just watching the film going... Am I still here? Like, is this an is this an actual nightmare? Is this a nightmare come to life? Like, oh my god! It was it was quite an experience. I wish wow. I had seen it with you. I wish I, you know, I'm not gonna see it. Uh, but I do. When you text me, and you're like, I'm going in. I was jealous. I wanted to be there with you, even though I knew I would be so angry leaving. And it must be like kind of a fun thing to work on and produce, where you can say, like, at any point we can just change the rules. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. The clown can show up. And, like, turn into an old lady and eat a kid's head. Want to do that today? Sure. Sure. Let's do it. Why not? I, I don't think that's a good thing, no. personally. So I that's why, I, it, I don't that's think why that's it's in my corks. <laughs> Got it. I feel like um, that was largely nonsensical, everything I just said. But I'm going with it. Because no, that's I what I had to experience for two hours and 45 minutes. Listen, I'm now here with you. Chapter um, two. Uh, maybe I will see it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We had plans to go see it all together as a group. And then... Nick went to Australia this past week, and there just wasn't time, and thank God. I did Can see you imagine if... Oh, my God. I, w- I actually imagined looking over at you during the movie, like seeing your face my, there. My angry, angry face. Yeah, with Pennywise makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw it in D-Box, too, so my chair was shaking a lot during the movie, which made it a little more fun. Okay. But not fun enough. Yeah. There's also, last thing, a horrific gay bashing scene at the beginning of the movie that I know it's because we're feeding that the clown lives off of like rage and fear, I guess. Um, But it was like, no, someone got off on this. This is like, okay, the guy's face got kicked like 10 times. No, I can't. And it it was like, it could have been, it felt like excessive for sure and gross in this day and age. Like we don't need to watch two gay guys. I don't don't know. I'm I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to eat crow on this next one. Ooh, I like that. Um, Paul and I went, Paul, our, <laughs> the people that you hear us talking about, which are our husbands, John and Allie, uh, we went up to Napa last weekend, last weekend, weekend before. The weekend before. Um, for our dear, dear friends, Mike and Steph's wonderful wedding. That is not a popped cork. It is very much a flip quick. <laughs> imagine it was, if it was. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? It was a wonderful time. It was a beautiful <coughs> wedding. They are the best people. Um, and while we were going up there, to anyone that would listen, I'd be like, I have a new podcast, and you guys oh, are yeah. so jealous, and you have to listen to it. I've listened to like six episodes already. Oh, my God. And that podcast was called To Live and Die in L.A. And I did finish it. And then I had to send a text out to my friends and say, remember <laughs> how I recommended the podcast? Abort mission. I have to retract that recommendation uh. now. And it's not because it was a atrociously bad podcast. It's a true crime podcast about the disappearance of a woman um, and trying to figure out what happened to her. There are a couple great twists. 
But up until, like, after episode seven, it's very clear exactly what happened to her. And it felt a little bit, like, it started to kind of hinge on or be a little obscene. Because they're just, they keep kind of drilling the same points home over and over again. It should have just been eight episodes. Ultimately, it was 12. And I listened to the whole thing. Well, if you listen to the eight, would you still recommend it? Uh, yes and no, because it's, it's, the, you wouldn't know for sure. They're so wishy-washy and they try to make it seem like right. you're not really sure who the killer is, even though it's very clear who the killer is and what happened. Um, so yeah, I just feel like it's not worth the time. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sorry for recommending it. Well, you just recommended it to few people. Yeah. And now I'm and now you've rescinded it. So exactly. it's fine. So Everything's good. Go. And then you've told us all these people not to listen to it too. Yeah. So there all you these go. all these all these people. All these people. <laughs> all these wigs. Um speaking of Sean's, not Shane's. We have so many of the same Sean Spicer. Yeah. So Spice Up Your Spice Up Your Life is now effectively ruined for uh. me because Sean Spicer Danced to it. Did you watch the dance? <laughs> I sure did. I was uh-huh. just air quoting danced. He's on Dancing with the Stars in case you... Also air quote to stars. Uh-huh. Sean Spicer, former propaganda um, enthusiast of the Trump administration, is a star on Dancing with the Stars. And he made his premiere in like the most ridiculously hideous outfit that has been worn by a human being in a really long time. Can I say what I wrote? Yeah. Of what he looked like? He looked like a neon potato with two left feet. Neon potato with two left feet. I like it. Yeah, right? That's good. Very, very Solid. neon. Solid. I see shirt. it. I yeah. feel it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that top button has never worked harder to, to oh keep that my neck God. Like, <laughs> in case. Um, Sausage man. He, he, he. It was terrible, but it doesn't matter because he's not a star and he shouldn't be on Dancing with the Stars. He's a person who spread misinformation and it really bugs me that he gets to now like have a platform yeah. to be fun and have fun. Look, and he's he, just like all of us. Yeah, and he was, uh, TMZ caught him afterwards in his car tearing up while watching the performance back with his kids. And he gets out of the car, and he's going in with this big shit-eating grin on his face. And they're like, a few of the paparazzi are like, are you excited that, you know, you're not in the Trump Oval Office anymore, all that stuff? And he's just like, I just, I'm just here to focus on tonight. He says, for one night, it's just great that we can come together and root for each other. <laughs> Bitch, twat, no one is We're not rooting, rooting for, for you. you. And... I hate that, like, oh, like, I don't need to be political. I'm here to have fun. Tough shit. Yeah. You were political for a really long time. You made your and name. And you fucking did a lot of fucking shady shit, and we're holding you accountable for it. Ding, ding, ding. It's not, you're not a star. You don't just get dance and get away scot-free. I hope you get voted off week one. I think he scored, what, like a 12 out of 30 or something like that? So he didn't get He'll probably get, like, remember when Bristol was on and she... Was it Bristol? Bristol yeah, Palin? Bristol Palin. She, um, she, I think she was on, and she ended up getting like more votes because the country was being too mean to Bristol, and she couldn't dance either. So he'll probably be around for weeks, yeah, and probably. this is America, and whatever. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a popped wig, and that's my last. Okay. Uh, can I do one more? Well, I'll do your popped wig, and then I just have one more wig. Okay. Um, this is going to be a scandalo. Oh, boy. Euphoria. Oh. <gasps> Listen, Escandalo. Escandalo. I loved the show. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I still think people should I watch it. I did not it. watch it. 
Um, Donnie turned me on to it, and it was when Josh was out of town for a bit, and I watched the whole season in, like, three days. Um, it's great. Zendaya is great. The actress they got to play Jules is incredible. There's a lot of... Um, a lot of great about the show. And the reason I watch it so quickly is because the first half of the season is like, holy shit, great twist. Like, give me more, all this stuff. I will say the last, like, two to three episodes kind of petered out for me. There are a couple things that I would have loved to pay off that didn't really pay off. I'm sure they're saving them for the second season, which they, it did get renewed for, and I will watch. Um... But uh, I talked to Nick about this because we were both, like, on that Euphoria train at the same time. And we just agreed, like, the finale just felt like pfft, they could have done so much with it. Yeah. And it just kind of didn't didn't hit for me. And um, it, didn't, it wasn't, like, cliffhangery. I mean, there's a scene, and it might not even be in the finale episode. I think it's in the pen penultimate episode where one of the characters gets some information that you're expecting to blow up in the finale, and then nothing happens with it. So, mm. And it is kind of cliffhanger -y. You don't really know what happened with the main character, but um, and there are some theories and that kind of thing. There's a beautiful song by Zendaya at the end of it um, that was really fun, but it just didn't feel satisfying. Okay. They needed something to be like, oh shit, and yeah. what's going to happen in season two with this big thing that happened, and it just didn't, yeah. didn't do it. Well, on that note, I will, I'll, you know what? It's a f popped wig or a, a flipped, flipped cork, cork in the end, but we finally finished Big Little Lies. Okay. So we can talk about it. We will not say too much. And for those of you who still want to watch it, let's stay it's spoiler free. It's been a free. while, though. But still, there's still. <laughs> let's be sensitive, Lindsay. It's been a Lindsay? while. Been a while. Um, uh, I don't really understand why. It, so I don't know if it's coming back or not. But the way that yeah. they that they end the season, I was like, this could have happened in episode two, and it would have been a far more entertaining season for me. The whole arc of the season being what it was, was like largely could have been an episode. Yeah. It did not feel like it needed to be the thrust of the season. Right. And I felt as though most of the characters, who I really liked in season one, including um, Reese's character, mm -hmm. uh, Zoe's character, and Shailene's, who I didn't really love in season one, but like especially in season two, had nothing to do yeah. but the same thing every over week. Over and over and over again. And... I okay, really actually Zo found... Uh, hashtag justice for Zoe. I know. I mean, Mopa, yeah. Soros, Rex, I know what she did, but poof. Give her, give her something to play, yes. though, other than just, like, sad. Yeah. Um, and even Reese's character, by the end, I was like, you are a miserable human being. You're yeah. pretty awful. And I, don't, and I didn't feel that in the first season. And then the only other thing... I feel like I'm being pretty spoiler-free. Um, and this is not a spoiler at all. But if Adam Scott... And that other, the other, uh, Zoe's husband, Reese's ex, uh -huh. did not have the same conversation every single yeah. week that led to nothing. That, like, sort of, he's trying to be friends. Adam Scott's an asshole back. Don't be an asshole to me. Storm away. It's like they wrote it and just dropped it into every single script. It yeah. happened every week, yeah. didn't it? Uh, maybe not every week, but it happened multiple <laughs> it times. It happened for a sure. lot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the first time it was funny, and I was like, this yeah. is hilarious. And then the third time, I'm like, really? Is, is this, this going to go anywhere? Yeah. yeah. So it's it, I was going to cork it, but I do still think that Meryl's performance was outstanding. Yes. Laura Dern. Laura Dern Laura is Dern. a queen. You are right. I actually think that Laura Dern stole the season. 
Um, and she should get a spinoff, maybe. Yes. Because when she she did that thing in that final episode, I was like, that was like, I was waving my hand. Yeah. Felt it, loved yep. it. Um, but the I don't know if I I I don't want it particularly to come back. I'm not like craving it, which is sad because I love the first season. If it does come back, I'm gonna watch it. And I'm you can sure. tell me if it's good. And or not. I'll tell you if it's good or not. Okay, great. Yeah. And I will say, with what they were given, all of the actresses did a fine. Oh job. yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, they yeah. all did great, but they did what they could with the the material they were given. And, and I think Nicole Kidman did outstandingly again this season. But again, it it yeah yeah. The arc just was was lacking. Yeah. Well, um, I got a, a little itty bitty troll patrol. Me too. Okay. Oh, um, so for my birthday, uh, there was happy birthday. Yeah, it was. A, it was over a month. Yeah, over I know. A month ago. I'm trying to remember if we recorded before or after it. I don't think we. We record- have not recorded. <laughs> Well Since then, snappy well birthday. My birthday. And w- wish me a happy birthday too, because we're probably not going to record yeah. until October 19th. <laughs> we honestly are really sorry, guys. We are. Um, so I was lucky enough to have a little impromptu pizza party with some of my favorite people. Yay! And we went I to. I was there. Paul was there. Mike was there. Josh was there. John was there. It was a great day. And we went down to El Segundo. Uh, to ESBC, the Slice and Pint, El, Se- El Segundo Brewing Company. Um, they have a great pizza spot with a bunch of great beers. It was really lovely, really good pizza. We had a wonderful time. I had delicious chicken wings. <laughs> Paul had really, really good chicken wings. Actually. Chicken wings because he <laughs> doesn't need to be. <laughs> the lactose does not do well with. <laughs> they, his don't tom tom. they don't the need to know that. The lactose. It's hurts fine. His <laughs> so of course I wanted to go. <laughs> like the giggle at the end of that. <laughs> it makes it stick. <laughs> um. I had to see why it only gets four stars and not five stars. There are clearly people that didn't have the best time. Assholes. Um, so the first person, I'm, I only have two. Uh, the first is from Red S, and uh, their picture is of Red Sonia, the comic book character. But okay, my thing, sure. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, this is from 329 of this year. Okay. The food and the beer are top notch, but until they change their service, I won't be going back. Three times now I've been there, and there is nowhere to sit. I cannot understand why they would sell you food and beer, and then there's no place to sit. (laughs) The last time we went, my family was separated into three separate locations. They brought our food to me, standing at the door, holding a beer and a number. You are holding the number, bro. (laughs) Ridiculous. Quotes. Thanks. Just put it on the floor since I can't drink beer on the sidewalk. Put it on the floor? Yeah. The place has a bar vibe, which is fine, except people park easy at a table and stay forever drinking beer. <laughs> then, to add insult to injury, it's picnic seating. If you're lucky enough to find a place to sit, you may well be sandwiched between two different parties. <laughs> and the peeps you came with are on the other side of the restaurant. No, I can't understand what the advantage of this setup is. ESBC, grow up. <laughs> grow up? Seriously, that, that, get a host it, and some wait staff. And if there's no place to sit, you could say something like, looks like there's a 15-minute wait for a table to accommodate you and the people you came with. Would you like me to put your name down and wait for a table? Call me crazy. But I would think crazy. that just might work. <laughs> then this place actually becomes a re- When this place actually becomes a restaurant, I'll be back frequently. <sighs> My favorite part of that whole thing was ESBC, grow, grow up. up. You're <laughs> essentially saying... ESBC, 
stay around for a really long time. Yeah. Stay open. Yeah. That's the only way a restaurant can grow up. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So well done. I liked your voice there. Thank you. Um, this this one is from K, the name K. K. G. KG. This is from 6 8 of this year. Delicious pizza, delicious beer. In all honesty, it hit the spot on a Friday night after work yesterday. My friend and I order a pizza to share. My half had olives and bell peppers. Once we, re- once we received it about maybe, I don't know, 15 minutes later, we doctored it with some red pepper flakes and oregano, ready to eat. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I bite into a slice with an olive towards the second bite and land on something that could have broken my teeth. <gasps> an olive pit was still remains, and my poor teeth hurt so much. There is so much pressure from the bite. The pit cracked into two pieces. Admittedly, I, it put a damper on my appetite and the remainder of the experience. I placed the split pit into a paper napkin. When a guy came to clear the pizza, my friend and I were full, so she continued eating. They were full and boxed our remaining slices. We asked, he asked if the service was good. My friend's portion was totally fine, I said. Uh, but I said that mine was good except for the olive pit I've been into. <laughs> I attempted to unwrap the pit to show him, but he declined to see it, which I get. I didn't want to lie about the experience at all. The guy did apologize for the mishap and told us that he'd tell both the kitchen and the manager about it. He then proceeded to ask whether our tab was still open. It wasn't as we paid for our things and immediately closed out at the register during the purchase. The guy then walked away and told the manager, who happened to be feet away. I nor my friend saw this happen as we were conversing. When he came back, he said that the manager would comp us a cookie, which we accepted. After splitting the cookie, I ate a small bite without much of an appetite again and packed it with my pizza. Truthfully, I'm writing this review for my own personal record. Oh, my God. Almost 24 hours later, my teeth are still a little sensitive on the left side. Parenthetical, the side when I happen to chew the pizza, where I happen to chew the pizza. But I don't feel anything else that would send me running to a dentist. I'll keep a watch for any further issues. Would I return? Sure. Next time I'll be extremely vigilant when it comes to the olives. Can you find a Netflix series to watch, buddy? Like, what is your life that this is something you took the time to do? For your own personal records. I'm writing this for my own records. My Mm. bite was so hard that it split the pit in two. The next time I come here, I'll keep my eyes peeled on the olives. Just like snooze. Can you imagine (laughs) what the conversation was like between her and her friend? This is why, like, truly... Anyone that has aspirations to open bars or restaurants, no. don't. No, Because don't. you have to deal with humans. Yes, and humans are what? The Horrible. worst. Horrible. Just the worst. Speaking of. Can't wait. Michael F. from Ocoee, Ocoee. It's, it's spelled O-C-O-E-E in Florida, of course. And what, what is the establishment? Um, well, I want to talk about him first. Oh, okay. <laughs> because he uh, has 16 reviews and zero friends, and I just oh. wanted to point that out. And I found him because I went to Maine to see my family in Not August. Not to brag. Not to brag. I went to Maine. Um, and while I was there, 
We had a bunch of great meals, one of them being at a place called Seacoast Pizza. Mm -hmm. Classic New England pizzas, subs, and delicious. It's kind of like your spot. Yeah. Um, and I got a really good sub. I love a good sub. So good. Subs you can't get in California. Um, and uh, so I went to the their Yelp page because I wanted to see what the terrible people said. And I found Michael F. from Akoi, maybe. Akoi, Akoi, Asoi. You let me know. Okay. And what I loved <laughs> about Michael is that Michael left three reviews for Seacoast Pizza over the course of four years. <laughs> so let's go all the way back. To June 15th. This is very exciting. 2014. I have no idea why this place is rated so high. Oh, my God. Called in for a pizza and was told it would be 30 to 35 minutes. I arrive in 40 and wait an additional 20 for one Hawaiian pizza. I was one of three people who called in advance and still had to wait. If you like a small amount of sauce, hardly any pineapple, and sparse chunks of ham on cardboard, this is your place. Wait for it. If I could give it a zero, I, I would. Sorry, Maine, but if this is what you call good pizza, I'll go to another state. Great. Bye. So you went, you gave it zero stars. Okay. But no, Lindsay, because he went back in 2015. And this is also part of the first review. He actually so reviewed like it four update? times. Yeah, it's an updated. On March 20th, 2015. Bro. Wow. Seems I'm one of the few that had a bad experience. I hope that all future patrons have a much better experience than I did. Either you all have really, really low standards for good pizza, or I just ordered in a bad day. I'm guessing the latter. Enjoy it. But when I can make a better pizza, I'm, I'm a better than average cook. I'll find another place. <laughs> so he's been like essentially trolling the Yelp to see that people are still giving it good reviews. And, and he's, he's just like, so bad. And then he goes back. On June 22nd, 2016. I tried. We ordered pizza here two years ago, and I decided that I would give them a second chance. I just don't get it. I don't understand how this place gets such good reviews. Oh my Do God. people know what good food is? I guess when you know how to cook well, you'll have a higher standard. Order the Hawaiian pizza. It looked and tasted like they took an already prepared cheese pizza and tossed on a few pieces of ham and some pineapple. Some pieces were covered in toppings, and most pieces had two to three pieces of pineapple, if any at all. Fool me once, shame on you. Shoe. Shame on shoe. <laughs> no, nobody said. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. There will not be a third time. Come on, people, raise your standards. Oh my God. He's insulted the people that like the place so many times. To which he got a comment from Frank D at Seacoast Pizza and Pasta. Did I mention the name of this restaurant? Yeah. Okay. No, I just did anyway. Hi, Michael F. We take a lot of pride and have very high standards on what we put out as a restaurant. If you felt like there was not enough toppings on your Hawaiian pizza, we would have gladly made you another one. The reason we have great reviews is because we make great pizza. For all Yelpers out there reading this, take a look at our photo section on Yelp, and you will see what our Hawaiian pizza looks like, and you can be the judge if there is not enough toppings on it. Mike F., have a nice day. Perfect response. Bam, lam, lam, Perfect lam, response. Lam. To which... Michael responds. Yes, in Michael, you petty queen. Two years later, no less. Like, that was in 2016 <laughs> to his last review, and he, two years later, says, oh, God, oh, my God, you're going to die, you're going to die. Okay, ready? Ooh, I love this. No, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> no, Frank. You don't make good pizza. <sighs> I cook. I cook well. My whole family cooks. I know good food and good pizza. 
I've had pizza in Chicago, New York, and California. People okay, in- first of all, California is not <laughs> known for good pizza, bro. <coughs> Excuse me. Not the worst pizza. It's gotten better. It's gotten better. Thanks, Noel. Yes. <laughs> People in Maine have no taste. Like I said, it wasn't just one time. Both occasions, the wait was longer than I was told, and the pizzas were underwhelming at best. I will never be back. Best wishes to you and your business. <laughs> And that is Michael F. Wow. From, uh, sorry, I might have to go deeper. And I haven't looked at his other reviews. You have to. I'll, I'll bring that back for a future episode. Michael, I cook. Michael F. F. Look at him too. Imagine what he looks like, America. That's exactly what I thought he would look like. <laughs> Do you think he's gay? Oh, he might be. He's a potato face. Yeah. He looks like he Sean looks like Spicer Mr. slash Mr. Potato Heads. Yes. Shane Sean. Joey White Man. Joey White Man. Okay. Ooh, I got my heart rate going. That was good. Excuse me. Uh, you want to flip your wig? I do. Uh, you start. I'll start. Okay. Let me get back to my uh That was very wigs. good. Thank you. Um, I want to start with some exciting news. Yes. And a little self-promotion. As Can't Lindsay wait. now knows... Uh, a new series that I produce premieres today. It is called All In with Iskra. It is on YouTube and Facebook. And it's great. And it is great. And I'm very excited to share it. Um, so check it out. Uh, you can either Google it uh, or go to YouTube and and uh, look up All In with Iskra. If you go to Iskra's page, she has a former, she's a supermodel, um, amazing human being. And she already has her own channel that she used to promote, uh, produce videos for, it'll bring you there, and there should be a way that that <laughs> page does bring you to the new show. But if it doesn't, just search for All In With Iskra. I-S-K-R-A. Thank you, I-S-K-R-A. Uh, and while you're at it, hit a subscribe or hit a follow if you're watching on Facebook because it helps us out a lot. And while you're at it, go ahead and watch Hello, Honey as well, yes. the other show I produce with Jeannie Mai, um, and do me a favor and subscribe and follow, and I would be very grateful Thanks. Both shows are great. Iskra, I mean, I love Hello, Honey. Uh, I love Jeannie, but I love Mama Mai. Um, Mama Mai is a treasure. Jeannie Mai is also a treasure. They are both treasures. Yes, but, uh, they're treasury treasures. Yes. Um, and Iskra is also a treasure. She's so true. I'm lovely. very fortunate to work with wonderful human beings. Yeah. Truly. Uh, so check it. Check it out. Check, check, check it out. And there's also, uh, my first slip flipped wig is a little, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this uh, singer, songwriter, named Taylor Swift. I haven't. Well, she... Is she an up-and-comer? She's an up-and-comer. I think she's going to be pretty big. Yeah. Uh, she dropped her, how many albums? Fifth? Gosh, no. I thi- well, It's either, f- I think it's six. There's Taylor Swift, Fearless, Red... You missed one. Speak now. Speak now. Red. Nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. Uh Reputation. Reputation. So seven. Yeah. This is her seventh studio album. Um and I am not blowing smoke when I say it's fucking great. And we th- talk about eating crow. Yes. If I go back into our old episodes. We talked some shit about re- reputation. I wanna say I think two years in a row. Taylor was one of my corks of the year. Yeah. Because of the way that I perceived what went down in that whole situation. And here's what, folks. I can own what I said. 
And I and I I can accept Same-sies. that I was wrong. Same days. I was wrong in the way that I felt. There's still a little bit of underlying like, did she act the way that she should have in that moment? Possibly not. Have I always acted in the way I should in the no. moment? Not really. Me, and the way that not. she recovered from that with re- reputation is quite a feat. So yes. I'm a stand for life. Uh, same. I think that Lover is a great album. It's getting great reviews. Um, Cord- Cornelia Street is, I think, my favorite, mm-hmm. which is not uh, the most popular uh song by any means for anybody else so i guess I'm you're special. such a trailblazer yeah um super <laughs> special super trailblazer um, i like the deepest cut on the taylor swift album know, guys it's super cool of me <laughs> but honestly there's not a track that i don't like the whole album is very good it's i've great. i've listened to it all the way through many times which you know i don't do that very often the only one i'm not particularly i don't like to listen to over and over again is the one that um, about her mom Oh, that one I can't listen to because it makes me cry every single time. I love that but song. it's a beautiful song. Uh, no, the one that I believe Nick um, acutely pointed out sounds like the Big Little Lies theme. Oh yeah, it's nice to have a friend. I think yeah. it's called that one. Kind of just. Mm. I like that one. Yeah. I like, I like it. Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, so I like it. So I guess we can't be friends anymore. And Nick Bryan, also the number one Taylor Swift fan, texted me and brought up a very funny point that the beginning of one of my favorite songs, which is "Death by a Thousand Cuts," uh-huh. sounds like the Seagulls in Finding Nemo. <laughs> mine, mine, mine. Do you remember that? Yeah. They were always like, "Yeah, that's mine, mine, yeah, mine, mine." That made me laugh. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, I yeah. agree. It's a great album. It's a great album. And well we done. will hopefully Peace be left. seeing her in July at the opening of the Rams Stadium. It's like it's a huge the Lover Festival. Yeah. Do you have? The, are you a fan that you can like RSVP? No, I don't know how to do that. I Shit. tried doing it, but it didn't work because I'm not like the right kind of fan. But I think something tells me that we're gonna be able to get tickets to that show. Yeah, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. We'll, and we'll, we're we'll going s- to that show. We're going to that show. We we'll probably should leave like in the next hour or so because of For traffic. Sure. But oh my god, it's <laughs> gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to that show. We are. All right. Um, staying on music, Lana Del Rey, Agreed. who I spoke about at the beginning of this episode, her new album, Norman Fucking Rockwell, which is a hilarious title. I and love so it. With an exclamation point, no yeah. less. Um, and also, we have to talk about Jack Antonoff if we're talking about both yeah. of these albums, who produced both of these albums and is, like, the guy now. He's the go-to. And he, you know, for a minute there, I'm like, okay, so everything's going to sound like Jack Antonoff Fine. music. <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's not like it's not like these women are singing over Bleacher's tracks. No, which definitely not. Which is what I was afraid of. Yeah. Like, there are moments that I'm like, okay, that's that's Jack's touch on for it. For sure. But, like, Jack's touch, I'm totally down with. Yeah, so it's, it's a great, like, really kind dirty. of... <laughs> Well, it's not <laughs> untrue. <laughs> it's a great kind of evergreen, but also throwback sound yeah. that I'm very into. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Norman Fucking Rockwell is a great album. I have had an interesting relationship with Lana in the past where, like, some of her music kind of didn't really, c- I didn't connect with. The album Lust for Life, I think maybe it was two albums ago or one mm-hmm. album ago. Um, I loved Lust for Life, which I think she sang with The Weeknd, and then the songs beyond that, I was like, I could not get into. But yeah. this album, all the way through, Same. really enjoying. Um, I love um, The Greatest. I love The Greatest. I love California. And I love um, How to Disappear. It's a great album, though, it guys. Is. And it's really one you can kind of just, like, put on in the background and yes. cook or... Write or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I can't write listening to music with words. I can't. I can't do it with like, I can't do it with lover. 
Um, I can do it with Lana. It just depends on the vibe. Like if it's if it's like something I want to sing along to, I can't. That's write interesting. To it. Yeah. yeah. So check those albums out. We're the yes. first people to tell you I, to yeah, listen to sure. the new Taylor Swift and Lana Del Rey, for by the way. For sure, you're welcome. <laughs> also, like two weeks later. <laughs> woo. We, are, we have our fingers on the pulse. Sure so do. You know that. Uh, moving to TV for me. Um, pretty much the rest of it is TV. Succession season two. Succession is the greatest show on television whoa, right now. Whoa, it relax, is true. Relax, it's Lindsay. So good. It's so good. Every week that I watch it, uh, Josh and I watch it together. It's the one show that I know my marriage would probably end if I if he came home and be like, "I watched Succession." Wow, he would be so upset. Every single episode this season, it's like, well, that is a f- is a fucking season finale. Like, it's so good. God it's damn. so good. All right, all yes. right. I'm staring Paul yeah, in the no, eye. Yeah, I feel it. The acting is incredible. The writing is incredible. Everything is so great. Kieran, 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 Kieran Sure. Uh, he is so fucking good in this, and he was he always kind of you know he has his Kieran Culkin vibe, so it's kind of a little bit creepy. And he leans into this. Like, he knows. He's like, yeah, I'm a fucking creep, you know? Um, He leans so hard into it, but you also, like, love him and feel bad for him, even though he's this rich fuck. Like, all the characters except for Logan Roy, who's, like, the the patriarch of the Roy family, and they're, like, the basically the Trumpian family. Yep. Um, You don't feel for him. He's a total kind of psychopath. But every single one of the people that play his children, the characters of the children, they do such an interesting job of, like, they're despicable people, too. But you also sympathize with them in different ways. And you love every single one of them. You have to watch it. It's so good. I will. I'm definitely, as we've talked about on this show, I feel content overwhelm. Yes. Like, and There's so much to watch. High high class problems. There's too much content. But truly, I get, like... I like sit down and go to like put something on, but I'm like, like I started Chernobyl, which was also like outstanding. And I'm one episode into that, but I'm also like, I have that weird thing with like when I had to stop watching Handmaid's Tale because it was such a bummer. Like when I sit down to watch something and really sort of take my mind off of things. Which in that case, Succession is a good way to go, right? Like it's not like a bummer. It's, I mean, it's dealing with, like, the the world of the super wealthy and, like, kind of, like, news, news media. But if there's comeuppance and stuff and not just, like, yeah. pure. It's, it's truly more of, like, a character study for each one. Okay. And there is a lot of really, there are a lot of really funny moments that make it all kind of, like, it, it definitely doesn't feel like Handmaid's Tale or, like, oh, fuck, we're yeah. all. Chernobyl. Yeah. Did you watch Chernobyl? I didn't for the same reason. Ooh, I, Josh, Josh watched it, and I know it's it's fantastic, and I should watch it. But at the time, and Brutal. still, I'm like, I can't. Yeah, I can't right now. Well, that brings me perfectly into the stuff that I have been watching instead of Succession and Chernobyl, Real Housewives, and finishing. No, not Real Housewives. Actually, uh, I will say, if since you brought it up, <laughs> back <laughs> into that one, uh, Real Housewives of OC is a dark. Dark, dark season. He, I told, I he, told he you told about this. About like, there is some messed up stuff happening this season. And I always have said about OC, like last season of OC was such a snooze. And I was like, don't come back if you're going to be boring. It is not boring, but it is <laughs> dark as fuck. Um, but no, not dark and purely what I just need right now. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. I watched a few Hallmark movies in Palm Springs. I was not expecting that, no. I rolled in on Saturday night. Uh, I dropped. Uh, Nick went to the airport. He, like I said, he's in Australia. 
I went to Palm Springs, sat on the couch, had a glass of wine, and started Meddling Mom, which oh, was... Oh, such a good title. <laughs> which was on uh, Hallmark's On Demand. It's probably from like four years ago. So good. Sonia Braga, who is the meddling mom in question, is a meddling mom of uh, two beautiful daughters, one of whom it just got married, and the other one, who's just so career-focused, Lindsay. Oh, no. She cannot God forbid. be bothered to get married. Oh, what? What is? She, doesn't she know her eggs are going to expire soon? <laughs> so mom steps in and 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 meddles. And, uh, that meddling mom. Listen, it did it exactly what it needed to do when I needed it. And another one in the same world, which is on Netflix right now, Falling in... I-N-N, love. Oh, I bet it takes place at an inn. Lindsay, it does. <laughs> oh. Starring Chris, the beautiful Christina Milian, who I actually really do love. No, Christina she's Milian. great. She had a jam and a half with, remember? Dip below, pick it up slow. Yes, yes. Love it all around, well, you know, like your back broke. Yeah. Um, well, she is a... <laughs> Busy career woman in a relationship that's not going well. What is she doing? Doesn't she know her eggs are going to expire? And all the men at her office are not taking her seriously. Oh. So she enters, she has a bottle of wine one night and enters a contest, a sweepstakes, to win an inn in New Zealand. An inn. An inn. Um, and Wait, she's winning the inn? She won the inn. To like... Run it? Yeah. Not like a trip. No, like to win. She has to. She, she owns she the, won the, the inn. inn. Okay. And they don't really make it clear. It sounds like she had to pay for the. She had to write an essay too. She had to write an essay about why she'd be great at running an inn. Okay. She wins the inn. I'm I'm spoiling this whole thing, you guys. I'm, I'm not going to go much further in spoiling to say that uh, she gets there and the inn is not as it appears. Oh no! Is it like money trap, money yeah. pit? And so. The town rallies to help her get the inn back in shape, and it was a blast. Inn in shape. It's what I needed. You know, it's. I, I'm probably gonna watch it the There's next time. There's something wrong some with my brain. <laughs> Listen, last Christmas, all I watched were the Netflix original Christmas movies. I know, and they're all gonna be back soon. I can't wait. There's so many that like, th- like Hallmark announced like 40 new movies for Christmas this year. In. Yeah. I'm in. You're in. I'm in the inn. In. Um, pretty much on the same note. <laughs> I Love You Now Die on HBO. Oh, my God. It's a documentary. Have you watched it? I haven't. Uh, It's about Michelle Carter, who is the the very boldly eyebrowed woman who... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Some shade, but she deserves it. Actually, her eyebrows are... They're like Cara Delevingne adjacent. Uh, She sent text messages to her boyfriend encouraging him to kill himself. Uh... It's a two-parter, and the twists and turns were ones that I did not expect. Then don't Uh, say anything I'm not saying anything. You should watch (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And also, she gets an in in Australia. Yeah. Happy ending for (laughs) everyone. Yeah, happy ending for everyone. Uh, You should definitely watch it. I, I... the first episode, the first um, installment was definitely kind of what I expected. And then there was information in the second that I was just like, what? <laughs> um, so if you need a good uh, true crime doc um, with some bold eyebrows, you should definitely check it out. I will watch that one. I and I also, I have to go back and watch There's Something Wrong with Diane or something. I, There's Something Wrong, wrong with, with Aunt Diane. Aunt Diane. Yeah. yeah. I need to watch that one too. Yeah. You That's should also in my wish list or my watch list. But again... 
I'll probably just watch some garbage Hallmark instead. You know, I yeah, I your gum. Gallmark, your garbage hallmark is my true crime. Right. Essentially, yeah. uh, I watched a lot of true crime while Josh was out of town. That and Euphoria. That's all I did. Um, I my last wig is a book I just finished. That is the best thing I've read in years. The one that you were reading in Napa. Yes, and I don't think it's for everyone. But if you are someone who enjoys like. A talky Noah Baumbach film uh-huh. that's well done and has like a few twists and turns, but isn't like exceedingly plot driven, just mm-hmm. more of a character study. And you're also okay with like New York urbanite first class problems. Right. Then you will love this book. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of qualifiers there, but I don't want anyone to go down this road if any of that is like, no, that's not me. But it's it's called How Could She? Um, and I want to get the name of the author because I'll tell you why in a second. Just wait for it. Lauren Mechling, Mechling maybe? M-E-C-H-L-I-N-G. I mentioned her because after I finished the book and loved it so much, I found her on Instagram and sent her a message, and she wrote me a lovely message back. Oh, that's nice. And I was like, we can connect to people yeah. still. And she was so sweet. She you was slid like, into her DMs. I did. I just told her how much I loved the book, and she thanked me for re- reaching out and was glad. That I, I also mentioned that it would make an incredible TV series mm-hmm. because I just wanted to stay with these women and find out where they went next. Um, and it's like what I loved about it is that every chapter takes one of their perspectives. Uh-huh. And you see sort of the insular thinking that we all do when we perceive like what someone else is right. thinking about us. Right. And it's all like, that's very much the thrust of the book is like, well, what does that person think of me because I did this thing? Uh-huh. And I was, Welcome to my brain. I know, right? And so like, I, I definitely, and it, what, what she did so astoundingly well is identify these three women with three very different sort of issues or psychoses. Right. That's <laughs> too strong a word. Neuroses that I felt a little part of and they were all unique. Like oh. I was like, I identify with hers in this sense. I identify with hers, and one of them in particular, I like. I kind of teared up because I just felt it. And then the last one, like, there's just there's something that's funny. There's a poll quote at the very on the cover that says, um, "It's the woman who wrote Bittersweet, which is a series on Stars you mean now." Sweet, sweet, sweet bitter. bitter. Yes, thank you. Um, she's like, I love these women. I am these women. I remember rolling my eyes mm-hmm. when I read that, but I was like, no, she's right. Like a you lot. You are those women I too. Am, <laughs> there's an identifying <laughs> quality to each one of them that I felt, and I, I haven't read anything like that in oh, a really awesome. long time. So it's a lot that I just threw out there, but if you're into a new read that is pretty breezy, like you'll get through it pretty quickly. Can I borrow it? Yes, Nick has it right now, and when he's done with it, you can take it. Bring it back, Nene. <laughs> 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 you guys, why do you listen to this podcast? I don't know why anybody does. Um, um I have one more. Okay. Uh Josh and I started watching Unbelievable. Oh yeah, I've on heard Netflix. some stuff about that one. It a uh, Vulture wrote a um piece that basically said it is the feminist cop drama that you never like basically you never knew you needed, but it's so good. Uh, it's got Tony Collette and what is the other woman in it? Uh, she has the most amazing, like, oh, yeah, voice. She's oh, Merritt Garland. No, that's the no, <laughs> that's that the is <laughs> not right. Merritt, is, we- Merritt Weaver, I yes, think. I think you're right. <laughs> not the Supreme Merritt Court Justice. Garland. <laughs> uh, 
the the non-supreme non-supreme the one we wanted yes um (laughs) the most feminist crime show i've ever seen um it's so good uh i don't really want to give anything away shockingly i know Uh, that must mean you really like it i do really like it Merritt Caitlin Weaver was Deaver. on something else too that I really liked. What oh, I know that's the woman playing Marie. Who's it? We're having. Oh, two. she won an Emmy for Nurse Jackie. That's why I know her, and she gave great speeches. She, she, ha- yeah, Merritt Weaver. <laughs> Merritt, you Garland. guys still listen. <laughs> <laughs> we do our research here at Wigs and Wise. Um, <sighs> the first episode is a little bit of a slog okay. because you don't really know where it's going. Yeah, that's hard um, for you. It is hard for me. It took like three sessions to get through it because mm. I fell asleep every time. <laughs> um, and now we're on episode three, and it's so very good. Um, I definitely, uh, definitely recommend it. Also, just a little side note: um, we watched Escape from Danamora, yeah. which is a Showtime show that is very good. Um, that has um, uh, what's her name? Yeah. Patricia um, Yes, who's fucking incredible. She's she just like one of my favorite actresses. She's having such a renaissance, too. Minor sidestep with, uh, she did a film for Netflix called The Otherhood. Uh-huh. Woo-wee, that was a pooch. That I, was even a Hallmark movie I couldn't get behind. It kept popping up no, for me. And I'm like, back down. I am not watching this. <laughs> it was terrible. The fact that it says Otherhood yeah. in, no. Um, but there's an actor on it that plays Lyle, um, her character, Tilly's husband. His name is uh, Eric Lang. Mm-hmm. And he does such a great job of playing this character, Lyle, who's like this big tooth, like doofus. He's also in um, an Unbelievable. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, who is that? And I was like, Josh, guess who that is? And he's like, oh, my God, it's Lyle. He looks completely different. Ah. Great actor. Um, so, yeah. Check out Unbelievable. It's it's a heavy watch. It's about a serial rapist, but um, it's written really well. The acting's great. I always loved Tony Collette, and now I love Meredith Weaver too. No, no. Merritt Weaver. Merritt Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> Merrick, Merrick, Meredith, Merrick. Sean, Spicer, <laughs> Garland, Weaver. We're really doing a great job this week, huh? Listen. We're here. We did it. We did it. We showed up. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening, as yes, always. thank you. Um, um, don't call us Angel. We'll call you. Yes. Rate and review. Um, all that good stuff. All that great stuff. We'll be back. We'll, we, we will be back. Um, and in the meantime, take care of yous, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. the Christmas lights up till January This is our place We made the rules And there's a dazzling haze A mysterious way about you, dear Have I known you 20 seconds or 20 years Can I go
Hi, Wigs. Hi, Wigs. On this week's episode, we talk a lot of shit. <laughs> Which is unusual for us. But this time, I talk shit about Beyonce. It's and, crazy. And if that's not enough for you to stay tuned, I don't know what is. And that's it. That's it. Bye. This is Wigs and Wise. Bye. <laughs>